Today's gospel reading is from Matthew chapter 11. Jesus spoke to the crowd saying, to what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another. We played the flute for you and you did not dance. We wailed and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking and they say he has a demon. The son of man came eating and drinking and they say, look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Gospel of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Thanks, Lindsay. You may be seated. I have experienced the aftermath of chopping jalapeno peppers with bare hands. The flesh and the juice got under my fingernails, and after just a few minutes, the ache began. So I googled the remedy, dip your fingers in chocolate milk, one expert said. The stinging agents in the peppers are not soluble in water, but they are in the creamy and rich fat of milk, which then becomes healing for the spicy and the strong. Jalapeno peppers and chocolate milk may be a good way to understand the words of Jesus, especially in Matthew's gospel where we hear the boldness, the spiciness of his teaching. Jesus is just frustrated. He's lost patience with the people around him and with the world. These generations do not notice how God's kingdom has come so close. They didn't hear a call to repent from John the Baptist, and they have not seen God's presence through the healings and miracles of Jesus. These generations are missing what is right in front of them because they're looking for something else, something or someone more powerful. I read an article in the Atlantic Daily entitled, Power Causes Brain Damage. The article goes on to articulate the research that shows how people who hold great power become more impulsive, less risk-aware, and crucially less adept at seeing things from another's point of view. Their brains change. They lose connection with people and the ability to connect or empathize with others. The capacities that allow them to gain power are actually the ones that are impacted. 
Now, I venture to guess we all want to be wise. We like to be intelligent. We get attention when we are powerful. Yet Jesus says to us today, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Infants being those of us who are growing in faith, any of us with a childlike trust and curiosity. There's a mystery here, isn't it? God chooses to be hidden from the wise and the powerful and the self-sufficient? Maybe it's because when we are preoccupied with ourselves, we don't see others. We can't then see God in the here and now. And yet, Jesus says God's presence is revealed in spades to those who are vulnerable enough to expose a need and open their hearts. Early on in Jesus' ministry, he said, Blessed are you who are poor in spirit, for yours is the kingdom of God. We miss God's kingdom when we're looking for that kingdom to be powerful. Clenching on to power can be a tiring thing. It not only can cause brain damage per that article, but it makes you weary. Look at world leaders who seem to age faster than anyone else. In those rare unphotoshopped moments, you can see the fatigue, the wrinkles in the skin, the gray hairs. And it's not just world leaders, it's us too. I just received a text from my friend. I had asked her how she was doing and how her summer was going. Her truthful response, hey Beth, I'm okay which really means I'm going through the motions of life, but inside I'm a big tangled mess, like a ball of rubber bands. After the woes and the sting of Jesus' words, come the unexpected comfort. Come to me, all of you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Rest for your soul. The soul is really the breath of life. There are basic human needs for us, and breathing is most essential. Breathe in for a moment. That air, that oxygen, that breath of life is sustaining you. Breath controls the body, gives oxygen to your blood to move, to see, to live. And it's the last function to leave us. I know, like many of you, what it is like to wait and watch for the last breath. That is how we define life and death. Could you use rest for your breath? It's not always noticeable from the outside, but our insides are weary, distressed, anxious, overworked, tangled, grieving, depressed, depleted. Jesus says to you, I will give you rest 
for your breath. Jesus' promise is not a fluffy pillow, it's a yoke. We are joined with Jesus, and with this, when we are joined, we cannot hold the soul power. The promise is an invitation to come and learn from God, to know no matter what, we are not pulling this life on our own. We wonder and we yearn, we want to see God in our lives. Here today that God reveals himself to those growing in faith, those who cannot, who can notice their need. God is found low to the ground where power is not likely to lurk. If you want to experience the presence of God, be about giving breath to others. Who, it is, who is it in your life right now? Who are the people in our world today who are longing for rest? Who's being overlooked? Who's at the end of their rope? Who needs a second chance, a new beginning, a day without tears, a day with enough to eat? Show up there. Offer your time. Give generously right there. This is why we exist as a church, to notice, to speak, and to show up in the world and give rest to souls, to extend the breath of life to those who need it. It's daily work. It's connecting ourselves with our human need. It is where difference, differences are muted and breath and breathing become the common denominator. And it's always where God will be found. And for the wise and intelligent and those who manipulate and thrive in power, we miss the daily display of God's love, mercy, and grace. Yet the power and the powerful of this world cannot thwart God's presence through Jesus to feed the hungry, to heal the broken, to comfort the grieving, to bring death to bring life from death. This life force cannot be extinguished and it's given to you today in Jesus' words and in the bread and the wine, given to you to remind you that you're not meant to hold all the power, given to you to help you notice God's presence dwelling close to the ground in the everyday things of this world given to you as a reminder that you are yoked to Jesus. And there you will find rest for your souls. Breathe it in. And then be the breath for someone else. Amen.